Hi everyone, I'm Jace. I'm Fanny. Welcome to Freelance Creative Exchange, where every episode we speak to a freelancer about freelancing and the gig economy. And today, our guest is Pei Ling. <laughs> Welcome, Pei Ling. Hello. <laughs> yeah, um, Pei Ling is a media risk consultant at Starlight Media Consultants, where she advises companies and media freelancers on good business practices as well as coverage needed for feature films, documentaries, TVCs, as well as corporate formats. So, um, Pili, would you like to uh, maybe yourself. just introduce yourself or to add on to what I have not said to our audiences at oh. the podcast? Okay. Yeah. My first job was a line producer ah. uh, for a local production house. So, I held that job for six years. So, I think through that experience, I met so many good friends mm. in this industry. Mm. And also, many of them now are, you know, from... Um, doing very well in their business. Mm. Some are still freelancing, but mm. I, I just mm. thought that this is all a way of us giving back to the society. Mm. And I'm just so happy to, mm. you know, take on this journey with them. Yeah. yeah. So one of the reasons is um, in our podcast series, a lot of our guests are actually freelancers yeah. themselves, right? Um, so we spoke about the mindset, you know, not being afraid of the new journey because this is, um, you know, uh, what you need to take on for the next uh, 21st century skill set. So in that case, but I think uh, a very important aspect of freelancers uh, or freelancing career that we need to look at is really the insurance, the protection part of it, which is something that um, a lot of the freelancers are aware, right, but not exactly sure, um, you know, what do you mean by this and mm-hmm. then how do you go about doing it. So hence today, you know, we invited Pei Ling here to actually really share with us more, um, you know, to kind of raise awareness that, um, you know, is important for freelancers to start thinking about, you know, how do you protect yourself, um, you know, and, and also in that sense, protect your family um, so that, you know, you make freelancing a much more enjoyable career right um, one of the things that uh, we of course you know we think Pele is very suitable for this is because not only her insurance background which actually you know is a very big part of protection but also her media knowledges hence you know a lot of the uh, project that she's involved in um, has to do with um, the media industries so maybe Pele you want to share with us some of mm. the I would say um, projects you know or protection scheme that uh, freelancers usually come to you for Mm, okay, so I think if you are um, emb- embarking on the journey of being a freelancer, uh, there are many things that you need to juggle. Uh, mm. You need to spend enough time to grow your business. Mm. <clears throat> but more importantly, you also need to have the, the adequate insurance protection for yourself. Mm. Okay, as a freelancer, you may not have certain insurances that a full-time employee would get. Mm. Like, let's say, for example, all full-time employees in Singapore are covered under the Work Injury Compensation mm. Act. Mm. Uh, what it means is that, let's say, as an employee, if you are injured while working, mm. um, the company that you're working for uh, is supposed to be take, take responsibility for you in case you get injured. Mm. Now, now, what happens is that should you be injured due to accident mm. or you fall sick because of certain job hazards that you are exposed to, mm. uh, your hospitalization bill will be paid and there will be compensation, uh, a daily wage that will be... Mm. You'll still be earning your wages. Mm. So as a freelancer, you do not have that. Mm. So mm. therefore, um, you, you have to plan for yourself what kind of uh, insurance protection you will need to cover that portion of work injury mm. in, in terms of your own, own work exposure. There are companies as well in Singapore and all over the world that they, they do have medical plans for their employees. Mm. So what it means is that, let's say if I need to take an MC, mm. 
and maybe I need to be on MC for three weeks or something. Mm. So um, even your MCs and your medical bills can mm. be claimed from the insurance mm. uh, that the company has purchased for everybody. Mm. Now, some people think, hey, hey, isn't that... So maybe I should just be full-time employed. And if I'm a full-time employee, maybe I need, don't need to buy my own insurance. Mm. Uh, but that's not true as well because uh, all these insurance schemes are not portable, meaning that when you stop working for that company, mm. you will lose that insurance. Mm. So then, by then, um, it may be too late for you to start sourcing for your own insurance if you have some um, pre-existing conditions mm. already. So mm. I think insurance is a form of self-responsibility mm. that you, you know yourself, you take care of your own health and look for, look for the kind of insurance that you need for your life stage and especially hospitalization plan because that is something that you need to start as early as possible. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So I guess you have been in the industry for, for quite some time. Have you seen a shift in the freelancers' mindset um, you know, towards insurance you know, mm. and getting coverage for themselves? Mm. I answer that question in two parts. Mm. Uh, the first part is uh, there are freelancers that move on and become business owners. Mm. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I would say that then, you know, in, in time to come, they move from a startup to mm. where their business is more stable. Mm. So I think now, usually when uh, the business stabilizes, uh, people tend to feel like, okay, I need yeah. to start looking into insurance. Yeah. I need to make sure that I'm protected. Mm. My crew is being protected because mm. now you're responsible for yeah. other people. Mm. And then maybe the broadcasters or whoever that engages you will say, hey, are you being insured? Yeah. So, so that all that creates an awareness that, and you do something about yeah. it. In recent years or so, there are more companies that 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 are looking into insurance. Mm. We we come across companies of all sizes actually, yeah. like the bigger companies, the bigger production houses that is maybe uh, have an employee of thirty. Mm. Uh, we also have young startups as well mm. that they say, hey, I'm going to start my business. So, mm. um, can you tell me what? what I need to get mm. and what is affordable for me and I can explore mm. my options. So now because I think there are more companies that is getting insurance mm. uh, and I'm talking about maybe equipment insurance, public liability when you go out for shoots, mm. travel a corporate travel insurance that covers all mm. kinds of contingency when you go overseas. So the premiums are also getting lower for everybody because yeah. I think uh, insurers are then seeing oh okay there, there, is, there is a demand mm. we can look into offering more affordable premiums, better terms and conditions for mm. everybody. So it's like a win-win for everyone. Mm. Now, I think for somebody who is just a young freelancer starting out, so those are the good questions that you can yeah. ask yourself as well. Mm. You know, how do I plan my business? Yeah. You know, how yeah. do I balance my budget? Maybe I need to set aside a little budget to see what kind of insurance coverage and just get the important things covered first. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So recently, we also know that our Ministry of Manpower together with NTUC has actually, um, you know, get into this, um, what we call the tripartite frameworks, you know, for uh, freelancers, right? Um, and there's actually this news, um, I would say, announcement that um, this young startup company is going to launch this um, insurance against income loss for freelancers. Right. Mm. What do you think will be the um, take up rate for insurance like this? You know, do you see mm. a need uh, for freelancers to actually, um, you know, really consider this as an alternative? Um, I would say protection tool for themselves. Mm. What I understand is that there is one insurer mm. that created an insurance product. Yeah. And mm. there are other insurers who mm. say that they might do something similar, but mm. they have not launched mm. uh, their insurance product yet. Mm. So it's good to wait 
and see what is being offered by them. Hopefully, right. they, they they come up with something soon. Now, look, looking at that particular product that's mm. on the market now, it is called Income Protection for Freelancers. Yeah. Yeah. So, what it does is that, let's say, if a freelancer falls sick and is on MC, he or she will be able to claim up to three weeks of income replacement mm. on a daily basis mm. for up to three weeks. Now, if it's hospitalization, you could claim up to 12 weeks of hospitalization. Mm. And that means you get a payout every day. Mm. Uh, the higher the payout amount that you have uh, chosen, mm. uh, the higher your premium will be. Right. Yeah. So I think that is to answer the worry of a lot of freelancers mm. that I, what if I am sick, yeah, I don't yeah. get an income yeah. meanwhile. So I think such, it's a very straightforward scheme mm. and the premium is, afford- I mean, it's not very high. But I would say that this is like a good supplement mm. if you can afford to the premium. Mm. It's a good supplement for whatever insurance that you need in the first place, like, mm. like your hospitalisation, personal accident and your critical illness plans. Because if you look at the, the payouts, right, I would say that, let's say if I fall seriously sick, I would need something to cover my medical bills, but mm. this insurance doesn't cover medical bills. Mm. Uh, it also doesn't cover long-term care. Mm. Because let's say, what if I suffer from a stroke? Mm. You know, like 12 weeks of hospitalisation. I might not mm. stay in hospitalisation, for tw- yeah. be hospitalised yeah. for 12 weeks. Mm. Uh, but I would need long-term care for a yeah. long time to come. Mm. So you will still need to look at the traditional insurance products to mm. see and, and balance out once again, looking at your budget, mm. you know, to mm. have a more complete protection for yourself. Mm. So I would think that it's a good supplement, right. but it doesn't replace the necessary insurance coverage that you need. Mm. Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of freelancers will probably come to you and say, oh, you know, I really don't know what I, met, uh, what I need, right? Yeah. So so to, to you actually also like based on, I would say like the estimate income of the freelancers, you know, and then the, the job, whether they are graphic designers, whether they are sound men, you know, and then you will recommend different kind of levels of insurance that they need? Most freelancers, when they come forward, mm. the first thing that comes to my mind, their mm. mind is, I want to insure my equipment. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. because that, that is their livelihood, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I would say that's important, but maybe mm. what you can do, because we all have a limited budget, because mm. as as a freelancer you need to spend money on your business, you also mm. need to spend money on yourself. Yeah. So I think with your limited budget, with regards to equipment insurance, I think you look at your equipment Mm. and think, okay, what are the important pieces Mm. that I need to insure? Mm. And you focus Mm. on those. Mm. And also know that with every insurance policy, when you submit a claim, there is a duration where you need to process Mm. a claim. And that that is a lot of work and hassle as well. And when you insure the important pieces, that means those pieces that you think, "Mm, it's okay, I don't mind Mm. losing them. I, Mm. I, I... I have other things yeah. that I could replace them with, then it is, may not be worth your premium. Mm. So I think with that in mind, once you've settled whatever you need to get for your business, mm. you focus on yourself. Mm. And I would say your hospitalization plan is the most important one. Mm. Okay. Yeah, mm. if, I, if, I, if I could come up with a ranking, <laughs> <laughs> your hospitalization plan would be most important. Mm. Second to that, I would say it, it, it depends on your job nature. If mm. you're not exposed to Potential reset work. Yes, yeah. you don't. Yeah, you, you don't, don't really need a very high yeah. premium for that. You yeah. don't need a high premium for that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So maybe a personal accident. So a personal accident mm. plan is probably you can get one for a hundred dollars a year, mm. right? Oh. Mm. Yeah. So so that that 
takes away that worry as mm. well. And I, okay, when I was, when I just started out working, mm. I took a savings plan. Mm. So because you're young and you're like, okay, yeah. I don't even know whether I'm getting married or, <laughs> or I don't know where am I heading to. So yeah. I thought, okay, I just should start something. Yeah. Right? So what I did was, uh, I was 23. Yeah. So I bought a, just a very simple savings plan, right, right? Right, So now, 20 years later, right? It's like, hey, not too bad. Yeah, the payoff. <laughs> you put your payoff there. <laughs> right, yeah, there's an amount that's accumulating. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that when I reach a certain age, I'll be able to start drawing out amount. Mm. So I intend to use that for my children's education. Mm. So you never know. You start savings, yeah. a saving plan when you're younger, you have a longer time horizon and right. you, can, you can plan better. Mm. Yeah, 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 true. Yeah. So, so Peiling, you have been in the media industries, you know, started out as a freelance producer and then moved into this um, this insurance line, but still very much involved in the media industries. How do you see the industry? Uh, has the industry changed a lot from where you are? You know, from like, uh, uh, well, I won't say outsider, but somebody who is on the fringe looking in at how the industries have grown, you know, over mm. the past, say, 10 years, yeah. you know. Mm. What are some of the major changes that you see mm. um, happening right now? Yeah. I think I see some good things, mm-hmm. as in many of filmmakers and business and, and young startups, mm. they have, and people that have started a business, they, they have matured, mm. you know, and a lot of them are also looking into giving back to society. Mm. And I think mm. that's, that's, a, that's a very good sign. Mm. And also diversifying. I think last time, everybody is doing mm. the same thing. But now everybody is looking into their own skill sets and, mm. you know, uh, creating different pathways for themselves, also mm. looking overseas. Mm. So I think as Singaporean, we are not naturally risk takers mm. uh, and, and we don't quite know what to say to people yeah. mm. outside of our comfort zone mm. Yeah. Mm. so I think that's something that that we, we can we can mm. do better mm. with yeah. yeah because I think back probably 10 years ago we don't really see so many media um, studies courses in, in the schools, in the schools well. but today right um, you know all the polis right including the ITEs you yeah. know the universities all have media courses so one of the um, I would say worry about uh, you know when we interact with some of our media professionals is there are too many you know um such professional out there, right? Um, and also with newcomers coming in, it always adds a certain kind of risk, right, to the industries, you know, whether it's in terms of, you know, the fee that they charge, the professionalism and all this. Do you actually see this happening from where you are? Do you get younger and younger freelancers coming to you, um, you know, or um, they are relatively quite senior and stable in their freelance career? Mm-hmm. I think I see a mix. I think those that are very are, are more senior in their freelance career, mm. they they are very sure of what they want, mm. uh, but they're also looking at new ways to refresh their business mm. and, and, and and gain new skills. I see very young people as well, mm. you know. And uh, what I like is that there are young people who are so eager to learn, mm. you know, about, okay, you know, mm. uh, if, I'm, if I'm starting something on social media, mm. you know, what kind of insurance do I need, mm. you know? So um, they may not be able to 
put aside an amount now yeah. for, for premiums. But as their business grow, they know mm. that, oh, okay, this is what mm. I need to do. Mm. So that's mm. that's actually a good sign as well, mm. especially when you're younger. Mm. Mm. So what are some of the advice that you give to this group of new freelancers, as in like, you know, uh, from a, a financial stability perspective? What do you think they should actually do in terms of um, stabilizing, you know, their, their, their income, their career, you know? And, mm. and what kind of product should they actually even start considering right mm. now? Okay. Yeah. I think in terms of your business, if you have a small office space, mm. I think what you need to get is an office insurance mm. that sort of covers everything that is in-house. Mm. Because most of your 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 laptops, your mm. um, editing decks, mm. cameras and all that, it mm. will be stored in-house anyway. And mm. these premiums are very low. Mm. So it starts, mm. you start from very low base. Yeah. And of course, you do bring some equipment out, but you don't bring everything out. Mm, yeah, so true. those equipment that you bring out then, then just ensure the ones that mm, I said before, you know, yeah. mm. uh, the important ones. Mm. You know. So so that mm. would settle your business. Mm. And then for yourself, I would say hospitalization, mm. get a savings plan going. <laughs> <laughs> While you're young, right? Well, because, yeah, it's yeah, much more young. affordable yes, and all yes, this. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and then the other thing I would say is, okay, a shout out for those in their 30s and 40s. <laughs> I think if you're in that age, you you have more commitment yeah. in life. Yes. You know, you're probably paying off your housing loan, you have children mm. or your parents are aging. So I think what you need to look into is also your own, mm. you know, your own plan, your mm. own plans, what you're going to do. Your, your freelance career has a timeline. Yeah. yeah. So what I would say is, uh, okay, when I was, when I was 35, okay, what I did mm. was I, I, I was looking at, my own retirement mm. you know so what I did was I said okay when I'm 55 I don't think I want to be worrying about bills mm. and you know um, yeah. my own health mm. and you know what if something bad happens to me you know so I, I want some kind of security when that time comes mm. so I'm self-employed so I don't contribute regularly to yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. so yeah. what I did was uh, I I I started a, a retirement plan. Mm. Okay. So that's on top of the $200 oh, savings plan. So right. a retirement plan, um, that one, uh, you you need to work backwards. Mm. So what happened is that I, I wanted to start paying out to me monthly mm. when I'm 55. So mm. I'm 35 back then, right? Mm. So I have 20 years to work towards mm. that goal. Mm. So I said, okay, when I'm 55, I need this amount of money mm. uh, to, yeah, you know, to, keep you going. to keep me going. Yeah. So at then at 35 for 20 years what's the mm. amount that you know i i need to 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 invest into that mm. insurance policy mm. just to mm. reach that to reach that goal when i'm 55 right mm. so after working backwards i thought okay this is the amount that huh, i <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> need to put in <laughs> so it's a form of discipline for yeah. me yeah. i don't yeah. spend every cent that i yeah i, yeah. I make yeah. you know and it gives me a good perspective and a security to know that okay, when that time comes, mm. you know, uh, I I I can project what it will be for myself yeah. in the future. There's so many uncertainties, but yeah. I think you need to have certain things that are plugged in, mm. and you know for sure it's going to help you as you age along. Yeah, yeah, I think that's important because I think a lot of people actually, uh, usually when they're younger, they always think that oh, you know, I have uh, you know a long way in front of me, yeah. so I'll worry about all this later. But you know, uh, until something happens. Right, so I think it's important to give this a, a hard 
um, thought about this. Yeah. yeah. In Singapore's context, what do you think about CPF? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, okay. That's like a tough question. Because <laughs> we know a lot of them, they don't contribute. But yet, the interest rates, you know, provided by CPF is actually quite, you know, a very stable. In mm, high rate, mm, 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 yeah. But of course, you know the payout is you. You have to wait until you're and you are susceptible to all the policy changes along the way. Mm, yeah. So I mean, in in mm, general, uh, all mm. all, the, all the freelancers you 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 met before, um, you know, do you think there are more more freelancers in Singapore are inclined to contribute to CPF? Mm. Or actually, a lot of them are you know not sure. Mm. I think generally, mm. not not only freelancers, but I think mm. because the CPF scheme. There are changes along yeah. the way mm. and it is quite difficult for us to understand what it is. Mm. So I think for full-time employees, they just say, okay, la. anyway, I have to pay. Whatever happens, it comes, you know. Yeah. But I think as freelancers that we and self-employed people, I think we need to make an effort to understand mm. how mm. it works. Mm. And then you think whether it's, it's something that you like mm. and then you could make your contribution then. Mm. Because the schemes do evolve mm. yeah. so you need mm. to know what it is first so yeah. uh, if you have an insurance advisor mm. um, talk to the person uh, I would say um, be selective who you appoint as your insurance advisor because mm. there are tight advisors meaning that tight advisors are people that only can sell the products of one insurance company yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. so let's say uh which means that they have a quota to meet. Mm. Yeah. And mm. uh, they may not be able to know what is the yeah. best, yeah. best product yeah. in the market. Yeah. There are also advisors that are they, they are from independent advisories, mm. so they can represent many mm. different companies. Mm. But even then, you know, they need to have you in mind mm. when they plan for you and not mm. not <laughs> Pushing yeah. for products, yes, not yeah. pushing for products. Yeah, yeah. But I think at the end of the day, the most important is um, I think freelancers should take out the responsibility of finding out more because yeah. after all, it's their livelihood, right? And if they really see freelancing as a viable career for themselves, then they should actually have the responsibility to actually look at protection scheme as well. You know how they want to go about protecting themselves because ultimately, at the end of this, not just themselves, it's also their family, right? And I'm sure, like what you mentioned, those who are who has been freelancing for a while and fairly successful into their 30s and 40s, you know, they probably have a lot of commitments. So I think you know it's also to consider you know those commitments as well. Yeah, but um, so we spoke so much on the freelancer side about the awareness of insurance product things like that. How about on the company side? Um, as in like people who employ freelancers, do you think they they are actually now more open to look at getting insurance mm-hmm. to protect the freelancers when they work with freelancers? Hmm. Okay. Now, because for companies, uh, it's easy for them to protect employees, and mm. they do. They do because employees come under the Work Injury Compensation Act. Mm. So there's work injury compensation insurance Mm. now because every company in Singapore buys them Mm. so the premium is very very low Mm. so for companies they usually when they when they buy an insurance package to Mm. insure their office and all that it's just included in the package so Mm. it's it's very easy for them Mm. so uh, when it comes to freelancers it's a bit difficult because for them to even declare to insurers so how many freelancers do I have Mm. you know to insure Mm. and then is it that every time I engage somebody Mm. I have to insure them you know so for companies they they are in this tough situation as well Mm. so I would say that um, 
No, I have some freelancers. Mm. What they do, mm. uh, the more experienced freelancers, mm. is that they have equipment insurance for their own gear. Yeah. They have personal accident for themselves. Mm. So whenever they um, they take on a project, mm. they will then tell the client, oh, okay, I have insurance ready. You don't have to mm. worry. Mm. So when I prepare my invoice to you, mm. I'll just put in a small amount right, for yeah. insurance. Yeah. Are you fine with that? Makes sense. Yeah. And I think a lot of companies, they're like, Thank you. <laughs> because it, yeah. it also saves them the hassle of if something happens to you or your gear, yeah. you will be you you yourself will be t- yeah. taking care of the claims yeah. and all that. They don't have to do that for you. Yeah. They might not know how to do it as yeah. well. Yeah. So I thought that's actually a good practice. Yeah. 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 I think that, that actually saved a lot of the hassle on both sides, right? Um, I think recently the uh, MOM tripartite agreement also mentioned that they're looking at something like this, yeah. you know, like uh, for example, they mentioned the government will actually take the, uh, I would say, uh, first first step to actually only work with freelancers who are protected. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So I think this is actually a, a, a move in that direction as well. So this is the practice locally, um, but do you see some um, best practices, um, you know, outside that you think, you know, might be something that we can consider in time to come for Singapore? Like, how did the freelancing, you know, industry in the US mm. or whether it's in Europe, you know, or there's any other countries that you think has actually something like this already in place mm. that can be best practices in that sense? Mm. I think in the more mature markets, mm. the unions are very strong. Mm. So that's th- that comes with pros and cons. Mm. Uh, but one advantage that they have is that they could, if, if there is a sizable number of people in a union, then the union themselves, that they would know, okay, how much equipment, you know, everybody have and yeah. all that. So then when you negotiate with the insurers, right, mm. the premiums can be a lot lower because the insurers then know, okay, I'm not just issuing so many different insurance yeah. policy and keeping yeah. it, you know. Yeah. I have to keep like processing the claims from so many different clients, but yeah. I'm just working with one party. Yeah. So then the, the premiums can be a lot more affordable for everybody. Mm. So in time mm. to come, maybe that is something that mm. can happen in mm. Singapore. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah, I think that that is interesting because I think after all, freelancing is still quite, in that sense, considered quite nascent, mm. especially yeah. in Asia. Mm. So I think the whole model is still evolving and things like that. Yeah. yeah. But with groups of freelancers coming together, I mean, with the new association and things mm. like that, you know, I mean, we have a real form communities already. Yeah. So this may be, you know, happening yeah. Soon, yeah. sooner. Yeah. So yeah. So so a few like you yeah. know a few of the insurers already said that they are looking into this. Yeah. So we br- we definitely will hear more about this kind of insurance policy protections and all this for the freelance group, which is positive lah. Because you know when we first started about five years ago, when Creative Awards was first formed about five six years ago, you know, um, this this kind of issues and challenges is something that nobody is addressing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But now with the awareness that you know, uh, uh, the, 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 the change of the way that people work, you know, with the growing of the gig economy, you know, so more people are actually uh, aware and especially with NTUC, MOM, you know, yeah, all pushing, the direction, yeah. pushing it. Yeah, so I think now both, not only the individuals, right, are, are concerned about their protection, but I think the company as well, mm. right? So it actually creates a lot of awareness on the company as well. Um, what are the various avenues that they can have, you know, in terms of protecting freelancers? And also, I think at the end of the day, is everybody just want to have a peace of mind, mm, right? So yes. that we can actually create the product that we actually are proud of and mm. we want to do. Mm. Yeah, I think that's the most important, right? Okay, before we actually wrap up, we have one last question <laughs> that we have. 
have for you, <laughs> right? And this is something that we ask every yeah, every okay, guest, yeah. right? So you want to no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. So okay, so the the question is, if you can give one piece of advice to your younger self, oh, right, <laughs> when you're just starting out, yeah, what would you say? Yeah, okay. you, you can take your time to think about. Yeah. Don't don't rush. Yeah, I think. Um, I think my younger self was was very self-consumed. I mm. think like a lot of young people, you yeah. know, we were very idealistic. Yeah. I want to try this, do that. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know where my limits should be. Mm. You know, um, I felt like if I could have found like mentors mm. in my life, that would have been very helpful. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, the first company I joined was a young startup, so everybody was young. Mm. <laughs> like nobody was mentoring each yeah, other. Yeah. So it's like, whoa, you know. Like, we just tried everything, mm. you know, we made many mistakes along the way. We learned from our mistakes, and that's mm. all good. But yeah. I felt like if I have had uh, mentors in my life, people can, I can look up to, it. they may mm. not be in the same company, because mm. if you're freelancing, you may not be yeah. able to find that. But yeah. maybe have for yourself people whom you look up to. Mm. You know, if you have in mind people that maybe I, I, I think this particular freelancer is, is very experienced, you know, don't don't be shy to say, "Hey, can I have coffee with you?" You mm, know, yeah. like, can, you know, how how do you do it? You know, mm. and, and and learn from people, yeah. yeah, and then keep up with them and and just be able to uh, share your worries. You know, uh, I think that helps so much. And then uh, learning from people who are good mm. role models in having good work life balance, mm. I think that's important too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Most importantly, health is very important. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Alright, great. Thank you so much, Pailing, for joining us at this session. Thank you for tuning in to another episode for Freelance Creative Exchange. Subscribe to our iTunes and Spotify and leave us a review. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel and leave a comment because we want to hear from you and let us know the questions of the freelancer you want to hear from. Follow us at Creative Network on Facebook and Instagram. Join us next time for a brand new episode of Freelance Creative Exchange. Until then, bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, Pailing.